Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Deja vu, Heat fans, as another trade deadline goes down in which the Miami Heat make no moves. Well, they did get Terry Rozier a couple weeks ago. He's shooting like 30% from the field, and but they made their move, except reality, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know what it is as Heat fans. So today, we're not actually here to talk about the Miami Heat. I want to kind of go through all the trades that went down today and kind of share my thoughts because although it was one of the more tame deadlines where you didn't really see like a star get moved, I do think there was a lot of really great rotational players that we did see get traded. So I kind of want to discuss that. So we got this ESPN article up here, basically a deadline day tracker. And the first one that got here is Royce O'Neal going to the Phoenix Suns along with David Roddy. The Brooklyn Nets receive three second round picks, Jordan Goodwin, Kieda Bates-Diop, and then the Memphis Grizzlies get Yuta Watanabe and Chemezi Metu. Obviously, the main piece of this trade here is Royce O'Neal, who I really love for the Phoenix Suns. Now, obviously, they're pretty offensive-minded. They got the, the three-headed snake up top, and Royce O'Neal is a very great defender. They have him listed as a power forward here, but if we go ahead and look up his actual height, I know he's a bit on the smaller side, and they got him listed at 6'4 here. So now he is a pretty decent defender. This season, he's shooting 36% from three, uh, which is slightly below his, his career average. But we know the boy could shoot a little bit. So he's going to fit in Phoenix nice because that's what they need is more of a defensive stopper. But he still is a little bit on the smaller side. I would have liked to see them get, uh, get some size because outside of, I guess, Kevin Durant and Yusuf Nurkic, they don't have much of that. Because obviously their other bigs were Yuta Watanabe and they got a bowl bowl, right? And obviously those guys aren't great. So they didn't necessarily get any bigger, but they get uh, they did get a defender. And as a team that's trying to go all into win now, I think Royce O'Neal is one of those kind of edge, you know, outside the or edge pieces. You know what I mean? Like finishing touch pieces like a Bruce Brown we saw last year that can kind of help put a team over the top. So overall, this is a nice trade for the Phoenix Suns. The Nets get decent value here uh, in the Grizzlies. I'm sure they shed some salary cap or something in this deal. Uh, the next one, uh, Corey Joseph uh, going back to the Warriors or uh, Pacers. Wasn't he already on the Pacers? Either way, shout out to the Warriors. They got some, some assets. Uh, they got an asset here. Not too relevant. Uh, same thing with this trade. Who cares about the Celtics? Who somehow have a thousand picks to trade? Uh, we see here they also just got Jaden Springer for a second round pick. How, does Celt how the hell the Celtics got so many picks? All they do is make move after move after move. Just yesterday, they got Xavier Tillman for two second round picks. I don't know how the hell all these teams can keep making moves and the Miami Heat got no assets. I don't get it. But anyways, another irrelevant trade there. Uh, same thing with this one. Robin Lopez just got traded for cash. It was kind of funny. He was just spotted at the Bucks game reading a book in the front row. He seems like a, a funny guy. Uh, this one, Doug McDermott going to the Pacers for a second round pick. I do find a little bit interesting. Oh, he used to play for the Pacers too. Uh, but I find that a tad interesting because Doug McDermott is a guy that I was kind of saying that he should go look after getting in the buyout market because he is such a great shooter. He's like 44% from three this year. And he's a great scorer, great guard off the bench. I still think the Heat needs some more guard depth off the bench. Mostly a point guard. I know Doug McDermott is not that, but I thought he would have been one of the better guys in the buyout market. Obviously not anymore. Uh, and he'll be a great piece for Indiana because they did trade uh, Buddy Heald earlier today. So we'll kind of get into that. Uh, the Bucks getting Patrick Beverly for Cameron Payne in the second round pick is a great deal. The Bucks have struggled mightily defensively ever since getting Damian Lillard. Obviously, that's Patrick Beverly's skill set is to play defense. Will he fix all of their problems? No. Will he fit great next to Dame? Potentially. I don't even know if they're going to uh, uh, slot Pat Bev 
at the starting two spot. They may or may not, uh, but still, they had a hole that needed to get fixed defensively, and they did their best to try to fill it. What a concept. If only the Miami Heat tried to do anything like that. Uh, this one was a very interesting trade. We have P.J. Washington going to the Dallas Mavericks, and the Hornets get Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round pick. Some people hated this for, for Dallas side. Some people loved it, right? Because P.J. Washington is a nice player. He scored 40 points again just the other week, so he's a guy that I could obviously shoot very well. But I personally like Grant Williams. As a Heat fan, he earned my ultimate respect not backing down from Jimmy Butler. In the next game after Jimmy and Grant got into a little bit of a, of a scuffle, Grant was awesome that next game. So he did not shy away from the moment. I thought he was a very good defender. I thought he was a very capable three-point shooter. And is he a first-round pick worse than P.J. Washington? Like, is, is the Dallas Mavericks sending, over, sending out a first-round pick worth the upgrade they're getting? I don't know. I don't think so. But regardless, I do think P.J. Washington's a good player. I think he'll fit in Dallas well. So if they just needed something to shake it up, because obviously they just got Grant Williams, so that team is not great. They're like the A seed. So if this is just sort of a deal to shake things up, maybe get the juices flowing again, uh, then it's a good trade for Dallas. But we'll have to see how that pans out. Uh, and for the Hornets, I like the trade as well. I don't know why they would want to trade P.J. Washington. They're a young rebuilding team. He was a young, nice player. Uh, and Grant Williams is, has a lot of money for the next few years. But it's not like Charlotte's really a salary cap destination anyway. So uh, they, they, But getting the first round pick for P.J., I think that's nice value. So uh, this is definitely not too bad for Charlotte either. Uh, the Toronto Raptors are getting Spencer Dinwiddie, and they're sending out Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. This is strictly a salary cap uh, maneuver for the Raptors. They already said they'd be cutting Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, who makes too much money. The Miami Heat cannot sign him in the buyout market because Miami Heat are currently over the first apron, and that means they can't sign certain guys if they get paid over like $12.4 million. But like I said, I'll have a Miami Heat buyout video out later. Uh, and the Brooklyn Nets, they were either going to be buyers or sellers. We heard maybe they'd sell Dorian Finney-Smith. Maybe they'd sell Claxton. They didn't sell anything. They did pick up Dennis Schroeder, who's a very nice backup guard for them. Probably play backup guard, maybe start at the two. Uh, now that they traded Dinwiddie, who I don't think was starting anyways, but Dennis Schroeder is a starting caliber player. Uh, but they did already say they'd be cutting Thaddeus Young or waving him. So he would be an option for the Heat to get, who could also use some size. Now, Thaddeus Young would have been nice five years ago, but maybe he's a guy they look into now. But overall, salary cap maneuver for the Raptors. The Brooklyn Nets get another piece to kind of help bolster their chances of making the playoffs. This trade right here is, the I think, the most significant trade of the trade deadline and is the reason I say that the New York Knicks absolutely won the trade deadline, no doubt about it, in my opinion. Getting Bohan Bogdanovich, or Boyan, I've heard both, and Alec Burks for two second-round picks while being able to shed Evan Fournier's salary is brilliant because Bohan Bogdanovich alone could have been worth a first-round pick. And they're getting him and Alec Burks, who I also loved a lot, very great bench scorer for two second-round picks is amazing, amazing value. And now the Knicks that just came out today, OG Ananobi is going to be missing like at least three weeks. They can help slide in Boyan at that, at that three spot, four spot, wherever they want to play him. Uh, he, he could play right away great shooter that team is already great defensively he fits perfect next to julius randall next to jalen brunson i love it now i know a lot of knicks fans like quentin grimes as well didn't necessarily want to get rid of him but uh hey you're bringing in two pieces that can help you win right now that knicks team is going all in they picked the a direction and i love to see that from them i get a notification that says 
uh, Ben Simmons shoves Jared Allen. We do not care. The most surprising thing about that is that Ben Simmons decided he wants to play tonight. But overall, great trade for the Knicks. We got to see how it pans out. Is it a needle mover? I don't know. I'm not too sure. But if you take this into account with the Ananobi trade, with another year, Jalen Brunson getting better, could that team go further than they did last year? Potentially. I know that he took care of them pretty easily, but that Knicks team got a lot better. I don't know if I could say that about the Miami Heats, but awesome trade for the Knicks. Uh, Pistons, I felt like they could have got more value, especially if they traded Boyan last year, which they did not. But what are you going to do? They had to make some moves. At least they did. Uh, this trade was also another great trade for the Mavericks. They traded uh, Rashawn, or Rashawn Holmes, and I think it was a first-round pick for Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford is an awesome player, a great interior uh, shot-blocking big, can rebound, uh, and the Dallas Mavericks certainly needed some size. I've heard he may start over Derek Lively. Maybe they do just because Gafford is a more experienced player. Maybe they don't. But regardless, there is a role for him on that team because they needed size. And that's why this is a perfect fit for them. And the Wizards getting a first round pick for him. I think that's great value as well. This trade was also interesting from the Charlotte Hornets in which they got, uh, they traded Gordon Hayward for Trey Mann, uh, Vasile Misic, and Davis Bertans. And I think it was... I didn't actually see any draft conversation, so I don't think it was any first involved. Uh, it might have been, but either way, it doesn't matter because the Thunder have a thousand first round picks. This is great for them. I really wanted to see them get some sort of a veteran leadership or more experienced player. Uh, Gordon Hayward, guy that's been to the conference finals. He has that experience. He can play a, a starting spot on that team. Maybe they start him at the three. That'll still allow you to obviously start Shea and Dorp with J-Dub at the four, Chet Holmgren at the five. I think he fits perfect there. He provides that leadership. He, he uh, is awesome offensively. And the Thunder were able to shed some contracts or some, some roster spots because they had a ton of players. A guy like Trey Mann is a guy that is an NBA player, but the Thunder have so many guards, they weren't able to uh, play him. So I do like that Trey, uh, Trey Mann is going to get a chance to get some run in Charlotte. Uh, so overall, nice value for Charlotte. They were talking about uh, Gordon Hayward being a buyout contract. So the fact that they were able to get some value for him, I do think is very beneficial. We got the Detroit Pistons getting Daniel House in a second round pick. The 76ers got TBD. I don't understand what the hell happened here, and I do not care. I do know that Daniel House was uh, waived earlier as well, so he might be an option for a team looking to improve in a buyout market. Uh, this was another interesting trade we saw today, which is Buddy Hill going to the Philadelphia 76ers for Marcus Morris, for Khan, Korkmaz, and three second-round picks. I do know Furk Khan was already traded, so I said I wanted some more shooters on the Miami Heat. Maybe he's an option himself. I'm very surprised that Buddy Heald uh, didn't command the first. I actually do want to look up his contract situation here because the reason I thought this trade was a little weird is because Joel Embiid is likely out for the season. I know they said he could come back in like a month, but a guy that already has trouble staying in shape, not being able to work out for a month, I have a hard time believing he's going to be ready come postseason. I know Jalen Ramsey on the Miami Dolphins just had the same surgery, I believe, and he was out like four months and he was considered to come back early. So I'm going to operate on the assumption that Joel Embiid is out for the season. And if that's the case, why would they make a move to buy in? I kind of think it might have suited them better just to kind of wait a little bit to the offseason to evaluate their options then. But looking at Buddy Heald's contract here, yeah, he, he's also on the last year of his deal. So it's not like they got him assuming they're going to have Buddy Heald going into the next season because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at 32 years old. At 32, he's probably going to want to go to the team that could offer him the most money. 
Now, just thinking about it, the 76ers don't have too many big contracts outside of they're going to have a Tyrese Maxey extension and, of course, Joel Embiid. So they could probably afford to keep Buddy Heald. But would that be the best move for the 76ers? I think his fit is nice. I think that uh, having him start at the two maybe next to Tyrese Maxey could be very good for them. He's a guy that doesn't need the ball, won't necessarily take it out of Embiid's hands or Maxey's hands. And obviously, if Embiid gets double teamed, he could spot up. So I think it's a great fit. But I think the, the 76ers maybe could have found a shooter in the offseason, like I said, instead of buying in now without with Joel Embiid's, you know, future or uh, like recent future kind of being up in the air. Uh, I think they could have waited, uh, but they decided to pull the trigger anyways, I guess. Uh, and uh, three second round picks for the Pacers. They probably could have got more value, but whatever. They got something, right? Uh, this one, a lot of Heat fans wanted Kelly Olynyk. I did not. He ends up going to the Toronto Raptors for Oche Abaji and the Utah Jazz get Otto Porter Jr., uh, Kira Lewis Jr., and a first-round pick. I absolutely did not want Kelly Olynyk. I had to deal with him on my team for several years. He's too slow, too wild with the shot selection. Seems like a great locker room guy, but I'm not really a fan of, of uh, Kelly Olynyk. And to be honest, I don't know why the hell the Raptors would do this. I thought it was stupid last year when they traded the first-round pick to get Jakob Pertl because we knew that Raptors team was going to kind of suck. Sure enough, going into this season, they do suck. They just traded Pascal Siakam. They just traded Ananobi. So obviously, they're trying to rebuild. So why the hell would they give up an asset to get Kelly Olynyk? I don't understand that. But And Oche Abaji too, is not a bad player. But still, I don't... This seems like more... Unless there's some salary cap implications, I don't know. I don't know the, why the Raptors would do uh, this trade to, to buy in. But that's basically all the, all the trades we saw today. We had a couple yesterday. We talked about Xavier Tillman, who I would have loved on the Heat. He went for two second round picks to Boston. Great back of big man. And it was also very nice to see Monty Morris get shipped to the Timberwolves yesterday. They could use a backup guard. And he is an awesome like backup guard, right? Uh, so overall, pretty interesting trade deadline in terms of it meaning that I think there's going to be a lot of buyout guys that we see over the next day or two. That's kind of why I wanted to get this video out first before I talk about some potential buyout guys for the Miami Heat because there will be some and that's usually where the Heat like to do their work like we saw them get Kevin Love last year but anyways let me know what y'all think of the trade deadline today if y'all are a Miami Heat fan are you disappointed are you angry are you content do you think Terry Rozier will turn it around let me know they they, they better because y'all know who the next game is is versus the Boston Celtics on Super Bowl Sunday so if they get their ass kicked by the Celtics we gonna be down bad but make sure to like and subscribe I'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Look, pull up in the city, tryna get that dead fast. Like, do it on my own, I don't need no dead weight. Like, had to kill him off, yeah, I need a head space. You know this homegrown bitch don't offend me. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.